I'm Bailey, and once my tweet was added to a Twitter moment, but I still feel dead inside. I'm Mitch. I'm the grown-up, self-righteous poster child of the D.A.R.E. program. Just say no. I'm Amos, and I really love tacos. (laughs) And And we're Seeking Strangers. to be on this side, isn't it? It is. It's so warm over here. Is the grass greener? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. We are in a living room. It'd be weird if there was grass in here. But, yeah. That's that's how smooth this has gone. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. Yeah. All, any, all considered. Any good dog stories? Actually... <laughs> Thank you very much for that natural segue. Yes, I do. I had a harrowing experience uh, the other day. Um, This time, not letting my dog drown, but trying to save another dog because I'm a good person, damn it. You have to validate yourself. I'm a good person. (laughs) From the last podcast? Yes. So uh, I was walking my dog, uh, Tucker, you know, Boston Terry. He's really cute. Um, Down the path, and I noticed this other dog... No one's around. Like, nobody, as far as I can see, this other dog comes out of the bush. And it's got like a harness on. It's got a collar on. Um, but there's no one around. And so I'm a little, you know, you're looking for the owner. So I keep going and the dog's following. And I look and the dog's limping. I was like, oh, no. Um, so I'm, I'm surveying. I'm just kind of hanging out in one place just to see if the owner will come. After like five minutes, nobody's there. So I'm trying to like get this dog to to come hither, to come see me so I can see if I can get a tag or something and be a, a good person. And, uh, you know, it's very skittish and Tucker is being kind of a jerk. He's like, I don't know about this dog. Um, long story short, this couple decides just to stop and watch me um, try and like get this dog over. Uh, and I'm bribing it with sticks. Anyway, it's really skittish, and he finally gets to me, and I'm like, I, I'm just being really calm, really cool, and I lightly grab him, like, by the harness, like, the, the baggy harness on his back. Freaks the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I felt so bad. I'm just, I'm like, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to protect you. You're limping. You're clearly hurt. Let me save you. And it freaked out. It bit my hand, and now I think I have rabies. Oh, gosh. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. You're not foaming at the mouth. Yet. Yet. The night is still young. I mean, it's just a normal Wednesday for me. Anyway, um, I feel bad because uh, the dog got away. And you have uh, no idea where it ended up. No, like the, the couple like called the animal control while I was trying to like coerce it. The okay. animal tr- control after 40 minutes still wasn't there. And I'm like, I have to go oh, to work. Awkward. And, uh, but yeah, so the dog ran away after I tried to save it. And I hope it's okay. So if you see like a brown, black, muddish looking dog over by the water um don't touch it (laughs) don't do it that might just be the vaguest description ever yeah (laughs) yeah so that's that's my heroin experience but for the record i tried to help i didn't fully help i might have made it worse but i did try and that is half of it i think i don't know half the battle is knowing that you tried i don't i don't know okay your turn fill me in what's new I've kind of had a bit of a like Amish sort of week and it's been fantastic. My phone has been broken. Ooh. Yeah. Um, for, I don't know what it is. The, the Wi-Fi for whatever reason just won't work. It just won't connect. 
and I don't have any data on my phone. So bye-bye Instagram, bye-bye YouTube, Facebook, all of these things. Whoa. My phone is really just a phone for the last week. Ew. <laughs> how are you surviving? <laughs> it's it was weird at first. The funny thing I've noticed is you how many times you go on your phone and you go to check something and you're like, oh crap, I can't check Instagram, and you realize that it's like every five or six minutes, or when you're in social settings, like when you're out in public, say you're waiting for your prescription to be filled, or you're at the post office and you're like, oh, this is when I would take out my phone. Oh wait, I can't. What's the point? And so you don't want to be, I didn't want to be that person who's like, wow, the calculator app on my phone is really fascinating right now. But did you know you could turn it sideways? Did you also know you can go back? I just learned that you can delete. The, it what? blew my fucking mind. I saw it. <laughs> this is a tangent. But like if you open up your, your calculator app and you uh-huh. type in numbers and you swipe back over the numbers, it deletes them. Whoa, what? It blew my mind. Well, so now- the calculator app is fun to play with. <laughs> I digress. Continue. But yeah, it's been really nice just kind of disconnecting for a bit and my phone just being my phone and it just being in my pocket. And I find I'm a little bit less stressed out about, oh man, I haven't posted on Instagram or oh, I haven't taken a photo of this thing and I should think of a witty caption that I'm going to put on it later. Or I should be documenting every moment. I'm just like, I'm just living and it's just happening Whoa. and it's not terrible. You're a That's pioneer. The thing. You're a pioneer of the, the 2017 that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, it's been really, really nice. And now it's kind of like, oh, I do have some options to fix my phone. But do I want to now? That's the thing. Whoa. Maybe I'll be one of those crazy people that goes back to having a flip phone or a brick phone. Yeah. Just so you can play. Yeah. No, like a flip phone so you can still play Snake because you're not like a total monster. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have the ability to like T9. Remember T9? Oh, man. Ugh. That used to be the fastest. What? I was no, let's be honest. I didn't have any friends to text until college. So like, <laughs> I don't really know the struggles of T9. I never got good at it. I know people could do it like without looking. Oh, totally. I was that's, just not those people. That's the thing that I miss is being able to just text and not look at the screen at all and know that what you put is right. Because whereas now if you do that with a touch screen, it's just like. You put a lot of trust in Siri. Like a lot of trust. Totally. Because I definitely do that dictate to, to text thing and it gets messed up all the time. But also I've realized I suck at texting. I don't, I'm not good at proofreading. I just send things and I'll be like, wow, that is full of typos and there's no punctuation. I'm this a is, psycho. Yeah. This is really relatable. I'm sure everyone knows has texting problems, right? <laughs> texting. So many friends. So let's get into it. Yeah, this is a good one. This is like the first official episode. Yeah. Our first stranger. So we, we found a stranger. We convinced her to come to a random house to talk to us for an hour. We didn't murder her. She didn't murder us. And we had the most fascinating conversation with her. Yeah, it's really cool that we can... It's just really cool to see kind of this idea come to life. Because mm. this complete stranger um, came over. And within, what, like, you know, 10 minutes, we're getting into some pretty deep conversation. And it's it's cool. It's yeah. cool to be able to just truly get to know somebody even for the hour we were here talking. And it's amazing how much we learned about her in an hour, just about her job and where she's lived and just who she is as a person. She's fascinating. Really cool. And really again, cool. it's it's one of those things that I know more about uh, her than I do about some of the, like, the people I see every day. Like yeah, some of my totally. coworkers, I don't know what their you know childhood was like. 
you know, yeah. like it's, it's 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 really fascinating. Yeah, we covered a lot of interesting things. Uh, some things got really awkward uh, in a game of Would You Rather that just went really sideways. Woo-wee! You'll 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 discover. Yeah, but let's dig into it. Our first episode with Amos, Amos Beast, Beast Osaurus. We've got our first guest. Our first official stranger on the podcast. Amos, thank you so much for making the time to do this with us. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. It's (laughs) definitely, we've realized that it is a big ask to be like, we don't know you. Do you want to come to someone's house and just hang out with us for a bit? And we promise not to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) We will try. We'll try try. not to do anything murdery. Yeah. Murdering is usually like my Thursday night activity. So you're 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 safer tonight. One night. Yeah, one day early. One day early for sure. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully this won't be too awkward. And if it is, well, we'll there see. it is. That's yeah. the joy of this. The microphone is definitely not helping the awkward. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully, as we go, it'll I get, like it. Yeah, we'll have fun. It'll be good. Yeah, the microphone is your name, best friend. Can I name him Ramon? Yes. Sweet. Just Amos is sitting on the couch right now, just <laughs> holding Ramon very close to her, very tenderly. It's very beautiful. Okay, I gotta, I'm going to ask her at the top. How many people, or how often when you're meeting strangers, do people ask, like, Amos, oh, that's such a weird name or such a unique name? How many times does that get said? Constantly. Constantly, yeah. It happened so first, last night. Did it? Go on. I got pulled over by a Saanich police officer on my way home from uh, seeing Wonder Woman at the Tilcom Center, Badass. which is amazing, by the way. That movie, like, totally ruled. Still need to see it. It was really good. All I keep hearing is that Robin Wright is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She was in The Princess Bride as well, which I Googled her last night. She's in uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. Oh my God, I just binge watched the last season. I'm a huge great. It was a great film. And I'm just driving home from there and there was like police officers up there with their lights on and then uh, me and my girlfriend got pulled over and I wasn't speeding, not doing anything illegal, but you know, we always have a moment of like, like, there's a bunch of cocaine in my trunk that I don't know about. (laughs) But there was nothing. (laughs) And he pulled me over and he's like, we're just checking people tonight. I'm like, okay, well, you must be bored. And he's like, kind of, it's like quarter to one on a Tuesday. And then I give him my ID and he asked me if that was my uh, legal name because my legal name is Amos Beastosaurus. Really? <laughs> yeah. We need That's to talk about name. that. We're going to talk about that <laughs> momentarily. Put a pin on that one. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's like, was that your birth name? And I'm like, yeah, totally. It's not. And he's like, that's not true. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I lied to you. <laughs> and then he walked away, showed the other police officer my ID, and then told me I was gangster and to have a safe drive home. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as, yeah. as far as interactions with the cops go, that that's is, a pretty good, that's a good one. That is a great one. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's reverse. <laughs> let's go back. Explain the full name. Amos what? Beast. Asaurus. Beast Asaurus. Okay. There's a story. There has to there be a story. Um, I've just, I've been going by Amos since I was 10. When I was little, um, I like paid my, I saved all this babysitting money and I paid this woman to shave my head and cut my hair really short. And my mom was like super choked about it. She's like, you look like a little boy. And, cut, and so my birth name is Amy. So she started calling me Amos and then it just stuck. Um, when people would call me by Amy, I wouldn't even pay attention to them. So kind of just stuck Amos yeah um and then my best friend nicknamed me Beast I don't really know why I was like trying to be a boxer for a while and I'm super tiny so she'd be like yeah Beast come on <laughs> so it was that factor and then I love dinosaurs 
and Asaurus literally goes with anything. So if I ever get married and have kids, they would have like the coolest last name. Totally. Like Baileyosaurus, Mitchosaurus. Oh my god. Tacosaurus. Like what a squad that's too. Amazing. That's a, that's a good squad. That is a great the squad goals. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me if it's Greek and I'm like, totally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Sometimes you're in a rush and you just want to go and you don't really want to answer questions. Yeah. But usually I'm down. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> so so you legally changed your name. Mm-hmm. Cool. When did you do that? Um about four years ago. Oh man, that's awesome. I just do fingerprints and stuff. Really? They want to make sure that you're changing your name and not running from like alimony oh, or the law or yeah. you're wanted. That makes sense. Yeah. That's probably like a good check to have totally. to place. But the thing is, is if you ever are wanted by the cops, you have such a unique name. It's going to be so easy for them to find you. Like oh. Amos Beastosaurus. Also, yeah. Like, and if, like, look at me. If I'm you, not <laughs> hiding. <laughs> I mean, if you were to do something like grand and like, you know, you're wanted, you have wanted posters. Do they do that? I don't know. I think they do. Like the things where they put your name like on everywhere. Like that's like awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's quite a thing. (laughs) You would go down in history. It could be the most lame crime ever and you would, people would forever remember you. They stole a bag of Cheetos from Lennon Drugs. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. You didn't pay your parking tickets. People wouldn't remember you. Or you could also be like an Indiana Jones, like archaeologist type. I don't know. Osaurus. Bring it. Sure. I don't think we have the, the, oh, the rights sorry. for that. No, okay. we don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really low budget. This is only episode one. So yeah, let's watch that copyright infringement. But that's awesome. Okay, so should we get into some, some icebreakers? Yeah, we totally could get let's into some it. icebreakers. So this is just I, to warm you up. Yeah. With some icebreakers. Yeah. Is that an oxymoron? Would that be considered? Sure. What would that Warm be? Warm you up with some icebreakers? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So this is kind of one we're kind of turning into something that we're going to ask on every podcast is how do you think you're viewed by strangers? Like when someone sees you walking on the street or what do you think is people's uh, first impression of you? Obviously, besides the fact that you have an amazing bomb ass name. <laughs> um, I, think bec- I think a lot of people find me intimidating because I'm heavily tattooed. And I've had that, I've had that experience before. Um, and I have this like little furrow that just happens now. It just stays that way. So I think that I just look kind of grumpy sometimes. And uh, I've like caught myself in the mirror and been like, oh no, you're really happy all the time. But, um, so yeah, just like intimidating kind of thing. Um, when I was little and I saw people with a lot of tattoos, I was like, you guys are so cool. I like, want to be like that when I'm older, but I would be too shy to say anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know? and what about now? Now that you're kind of like in the club, so to speak. Um, I think that it's definitely put a deterrent towards people meeting people for sure. Um, sometimes if people don't have any tattoos, they'll talk about talk about that. And it doesn't make you any like less than me or anything. I like to be level with everyone. So it's kind of interesting. And there's always something to talk about. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So how many tattoos do you have right now? If you could ballpark it. Roughly 65. 65. And how, like, over how long did that take you? 16 years. 16 years. That's awesome. I've been collecting tattoos since I was 15. So, that's so cool. What was your first tattoo? And what was the story behind, like, what started the the craze? Um, I was 15 and I wanted to do something to make my grandmother mad. So, (laughs) I got a little sacred heart kind of like they call it the tramp stamp, like lower back tattoo. Oh, yeah. And tried to hide it for a um, couple months. And eventually I bent over and my, my shirt lifted and she lost it on me. And um, 
but so I, it I loved it. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It did exactly yes. what Silently, it was supposed to do. You were like, yes, mission accomplished. <laughs> Fuck you, grandma. Yeah, like, it was a slow burn. <laughs> it was like three months in the waiting, but it happened. <laughs> she told me a story that she had a tattoo once and she has this big scar on her arm because she got some dude's name tattooed. And then back then, tattoo removal, they would like cut it out <gasps> and then like stitch the skin back oh god so man. that was her story and she didn't want me to do that i'm like well i'm not yeah. gonna get someone's name on me come <laughs> on grandma. Say, have you have you avoided <laughs> the names i've avoid i have some friends like some things that have to do with my friends but okay. i've avoided like names that's probably wise yeah probably, that's i think that's like some pretty solid advice i don't know i might get yeah. mitch and bailey tattooed on me now though. i mean yes. you probably should i see some like real estate on the forehead <laughs> i some think space yeah. for sure yeah. absolutely or maybe there's a spot on your elbow or something i don't know we could figure something yeah out. we could draw you something <gasps> i don't know i'm not artistic but we could draw you something <laughs> yeah. i would be into that this entire leg is just like my friend's drawings what really that is Whoa. so cool. So Amos is pulling up her pant leg to show us all of There's these tattoos. Penis. There's a little penis. A little penis. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. That your friend drew that? No, that was a second Okay, I was going to say that's a piece, okay. but all wow. these little you weird got, ones. You like, little doodles almost mm-hmm. all over you. Like you remind me of my binders from middle school. That was the idea. drawings. That is so cool. And then obviously like each one is connected to somebody important to you. Mm-hmm. Like a cool memory, cool story. That's kind of like a scrapbook because some of these people, I don't know where they are right now or we're still really close, but I remember like who I was at the time, who they were, who did it, mm-hmm. where I was living. That is yeah. amazing. I always, I think it's, you know, Coming from you have tattoos now, Bailey. You, I do. Yeah, you've got two now. Yeah, you've like started your your tradition. Oh wow! Who yeah. did that? That's awesome. Yeah, I got it done. Um, my friend at um, Empire Tattoos did it for me. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. like this cool West Coast. Like yeah. Mountain. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's mountains and the ocean in a diamond shape, and the idea of it is that I'll always have the mountains and ocean with me wherever I go. Because yeah, the kind of the cool thing about my job and kind of about life is that it um. It could take me anywhere. I could work anywhere. I could be in any sort of place. So the idea is that I'll have this with me wherever I go. But it hurt like a bitch because it's in my bicep and it was almost two hours of just pure agony. So like right now I have like the aversion in my brain. You know how your brain tells you like if you touch a stove when it's hot, it's like, you don't do that anymore. You stop doing that because you're going to burn it. Whereas like, yeah, my body's like, don't get any more tattoos. Don't do it. But then I'm like, "Mm, but I kind of want more tattoos. It, It kind of gets that way. Once you start, it is really hard to stop. It's just kind of like a slow... Yeah. Like a slow, healthy addiction. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And like it does it doesn't feel good when the, you're when you're getting it done and some spots hurt more than others. That's a very sensitive spot. Like you're yeah. in your bicep, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but then it's over and once some time has passed. Oh yeah. Like my last tattoo totally sucked, but I was like, Oh, now it's over. Maybe I'll get another one. <laughs> what was your last tattoo? Um my last tattoo was my dog. Oh actually after my dog and like a little character of him. With a bow tie and a bowler cap. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I always think, you know, I think tattoos are so cool. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm so, I'm not afraid of the pain. I'm not afraid of any of that. I, just, I literally can't think of anything that I like enough to put on my body. You know, I used to be like that. Before I got any tattoos, my attitude is like, yeah, there's nothing that I really feel passionately about that I'm going to want to have it on my body forever. But my attitude towards having tattoos has sort of changed now. That it's more so... Kind of like what you were saying with um, your tattoos on your legs is it's a reminder of who you were at the time when you got them or the person or what inspired it. So it's just like you'll always have those memories and you'll always have that kind of like nostalgia 
to it and you're like oh I really remember that and it just like always puts like a warm fuzzy spot in your heart I think and that's kind of how I've sort of changed my idea of it is like I'll always you'll always have those memories you'll always have those kind of markers in your life like it's like if anything like you ever go through your junk drawers or anything like that and you pull out something you're like oh I remember when I got this thing I love these AA batteries (laughs) these are so great Uh, remember that from 2006 oh yeah you know when my vibrator ran out and it was just like (laughs) oh such a wonderful time yeah great times (laughs) yeah no I, I get that I get that for sure and I I'm not a I'm not opposed to them it's just about trying to find one, you yeah. know, that means something, but maybe doesn't. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe I'm looking at it the completely wrong way. Everyone gets tattoos for different reasons. Yeah. Some people it is about like deep, profound reasons. And then some people are like, I just have a tattoo for the sake of having tattoos. Like Mitch and I have a friend who has an arrow on her arm. And it was so funny. The other weekend we were at a campfire and someone's like, why do you have an arrow tattoo? And she's like, because I wanted it. It, it looks, looks cool. cool. She, and it does. Yeah. It looks it's, awesome. It's just, she's so blunt about it. She's like, it looks cool. I love it. Doesn't mean anything. Like some people, I, I know some people have arrow tattoos and they're like, the whole thing of like, you pull it back and then it's going to go further. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how many how many arrow tattoos have you seen and everyone has that same meaning? I've seen a lot of them. I work at a tattoo shop, so there's a lot of arrow tattoos. But yeah, they don't always have to mean something. I think a lot no. of people put... I mean, yeah, they're permanent, but we're not permanent. So they're going to go away. Whoa. <laughs> I like that. I, I really love like that. that. Yeah. Nice. So you work in a tattoo shop. Yeah. So you've, you've, you've seen some, some awesome things. Awesome things. And Have some you not so awesome things? things. Yeah. So is, has there ever been a time where like, like somebody's come in and like, I want this. You're like, mm, um, it's not really my, my place to do that. I'm not a tattoo artist. I'm yeah. a body piercer. Okay. But Sometimes there's conversations that we have after, like, I think a lot of it is just understanding what you can draw and make look amazing in 3D and what can translate to the body that look really good. Yeah. Because some people come in and they're like, I want a sleeve with like a taco and a coach and mountains, but it all ties together somehow. Yeah. Like how, with what? That, how? Yeah, that, how? Is, <laughs> that is definitely the hard thing when you can't draw yourself and you're trying to get the thing out of your brain into someone else's. Yeah. Like when I was getting my tattoo done, that was my biggest worry was I, I gave my artist like 70 different photos and told him of these different things that I liked and what I wanted. And I was like, now figure it out. And we'll see what happens. Bye. He did an amazing job, but I was uh, the entire, before he sent me like the initial sketch of when it was done, I was so worried. I'm like, I'm going to hate it. And what do I do if I hate it? I've already said that I'm going to do it. I've already put down a deposit. This could be, ah, like I was dying inside. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, that's what I'm getting on my body. But yeah, translating it. And then even, um, depending on what you're getting on the different part of your body, some things are way easier depending on the curves and everything like that. Some, some certain placements work for certain types of tattoos and it doesn't for others. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like hands and stuff. I know a lot of my artist friends, they won't do hands and fingers because they're going to fall out or it's going to blow out or not the last. The fingers are going to fall out? Your fingers will fall off. You have these cute little nubs. <laughs> <laughs> Get into any size pocket that you need. Oh, um, no, like the ink will fall out a lot oh. of time. If you think about it, if you have like a fresh fresh ink on your hand, like yeah. a scab almost, anytime yeah. you go in your pocket using your hands, washing your hands. So hard. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to attach their name to that, right? If in a year it's going to look like garbage and you're like oh who did that 
garbagey thing on your hand. You're like, oh, this is Bailey. <laughs> Bailey did it. This nu- these like, nubs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these nubs are Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey's nubs. That's the band name. That's Bailey's nubs. Done. Maybe that could awesome. be your first tattoo. Oh my. Someone needs to get Bailey's Bailey nubs. nubs. Yeah. Bailey nubs. Sure, sure, sure. So as a as a piercer. What, there's got to be some good stories there. There's got to be. You were Come pier- on. You were doing a piercing before you came here, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I was putting little microdermal anchors in the small of a girl's back earlier. Ooh. I don't know These. what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> These little tiny implants that go under the skin and then the bead screws into it. So I could take these discs off and put essentially any type of jewelry that I wanted and it would stay inside. Cool. <laughs> <Inside me. laughs> wait, wait, we probably don't have the license for that either. No, I won't say no songs. Yep. And Just, that's like yeah. a hard thing. I find um, like I'm meeting a stranger and they're coming to me and they mm. want me to have this sort of per, like intimate moment with them where I have to like, I have to hurt you a little bit and put yeah. some jewelry in. So I find that um, it's really important to make people feel comfortable and sort of read who you, who you're going to, you're gonna pierce next mm-hmm. so that i don't know that's another thing like strangers you get them yeah well it's also like incredibly intimate isn't it like mm-hmm. don't you think like you're yeah you know. like say if you're doing like a nipple piercing or something mm-hmm. like that you're getting all up in there on mm-hmm. somebody hi nice to be chick yeah show me your boobs <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i always i get everything ready and we've already signed paperwork and i'm getting my tray ready and then there's the like Okay, take your shirt off. <laughs> like, I need you to remove your shirt. I say it different every time, but it's always sort of like, okay, how do I get this icebreaker extreme? Like, we just yeah. met, take your shirt off. I'm going to penetrate you with a needle and we're done. <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah, penetrate with a needle. Open with that one. Yeah. <laughs> take Hi, your I'm shirt Amos. off. We're going to penetrate your, your nipple now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> You're paying me to penetrate you. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many jokes. <laughs> So many jokes. I love it. So what made you want to get into being a piercer? I haven't been asked that in a really long time. Um, This is my 12th year as a piercer. Wow. Which is crazy. Fuck you, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) She told me it was going to be a fad and it was just trendy and that it would end. uh, You know, I wouldn't be doing it very long. So go to college, which I did. But um, body piercing and tattooing has been around for tens of thousands of years before it even came to Western civilization. So. It's just different for everyone. Um, I just really like the aesthetic and I had a really cool piercer pierce my nape when I was like 18 and I was like, how can I do this? And I had an apprenticeship and about a year later I was a piercer. That's awesome. Mm. That's so cool. And so it's like, it's a straight up art form. I think, I think some people might not see like, maybe you're just piercing an ear, but I'm like looking at what you have on your face and stuff like that's, that's. Not at Claire's. Like you're not getting that done at Claire's. Yeah, not with a gun or anything. Right? Like no that. guns. Like, no guns. Guns are bad. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. It's fun because someone comes in and they want something, and it's going to change them. It's going to change the way they look, and it's an experience that they're having, mm-hmm. and I get to be a part of that. And usually there's like high fives and hugs after, and all. And I pierce a lot of um, a lot of kids, like seven, eight, nine, and ten year olds earlobes, yeah. and so I get a lot of messages from their moms afterwards, texting me and being like, "My daughter's so stoked." just totally changed her like thank you so much so being able to have uh like an eight-year-old that i'm just meeting that i have to I have to hurt essentially yeah. uh be comfortable and then being able to carry that with like i pierced a 67 year old woman's nostril the other day and then like a nine-year-old in the same week 
It was pretty cool. That is cool. Mm -hmm. You meet people from all sorts of walks in every sort of situation and everyone's getting it done for different reasons. So I also wondered too, like, so you had an experience where, you you know, you uh, got pierced by somebody and you were like, wow, this is so cool. I wonder if somebody like an eight year old that you just pierced has that same thing like that you inspired them. I hope so. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be so cool. And I'm sure it's bound to happen if it hasn't already. Like, yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's just so funny how sometimes you don't know how you're going to affect people or the things you say or the things you do, what that can affect someone in the future. Cause yeah, there's bound to be somebody mm-hmm. that wants to do that. And you like, you've no idea unless you run into them some different time. But yeah, it's just like that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the waves on the water when you drop that stone sort of metaphor. Whoa. 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 That was deep. That was so deep. Thank deep. you. Ripples. Thank you. Ripple chips. Mm, oh, chips. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's it. We're going right, to go okay. get some snacks. Okay, we were bye-bye. talking about tacos earlier. <laughs> yeah. Chips. This yeah. is a great time. Yep. Yeah, right around dinner time. Love it. <laughs> that's awesome. So how did you get into piercing uh, in Victoria? So you've been here for about a year and a half. Did you just like show up and you're like, I want to put holes in someone's body. Can I do it at your shop? Like, how does that happen? Um, when I first moved here, I started hanging out um, at Peacock's Billiards because I really like to play pool. And um, this guy, Dennis, who works there, him and I became friends. And I told him that I'm a piercer and I don't really know around the shops here. And he said, go see my friends, uh, Leroy, at Union Tattoo. They're Shout looking out. for a piercer. Yeah, Leroy. <laughs> and so I just walked in. And said, hey, I'm a piercer. This is how long I've been doing it for. Here's pictures of my work. And then a week later, they hired me. That's awesome. And what brought you to Victoria in the first place? Um, I actually moved to uh, Duncan for a relationship. And then that crashed and burned pretty epically. And then I had a chance, do I go back to Vancouver or do I give Victoria a try? Because my friends who live here are so happy and they love this place. And I decided to move down here. And it's been awesome. I would. I don't want to go back to Vancouver anytime soon. Like I love it here, uh-huh. and I've made some rad friends, and people are super cool. Yeah. So how would you say living in both cities? Because anyone that doesn't live in BC or in Victoria or Vancouver kind of lumps them together. Like, oh, they're exactly the same. Victoria and Vancouver—they're really not that far apart. They must be the same city. How would you say the two cities kind of match up against each other? I would say that it—they're totally different worlds. Um, there's definitely less people here. Um, and I think that my interactions, my daily interactions with people, even just like serving me at a grocery store or a restaurant seem to be, um, oh, my Vancouver friends are going to hate me, a little more genuine and people have more time. Like I, everyone was telling me that it's island time. Like it's a thing, island That's time. Right. Cause totally. I was running yellow lights when I moved here. Cause <laughs> so you do in Vancouver, if you want to yeah. make the light, mm-hmm. you got to run it and everyone's honking and you're a total dick bag. But like, just you got places to go. You that's got how it goes. Do. And here, my friends like hand on my shoulder, like you don't need to run a yellow light any longer. No <laughs> one is behind you honking or getting mad. And I just sort of slowed down my lifestyle, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not as busy. It's kind of eerie. I'm used to things being open really late, and yeah. Sundays are kind of bum me out because there's not a lot happening and not a lot of food options. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's seven o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, well, I guess the night's over. Gotta go home. Yeah. The thing is, is like the lifestyle is so much healthier out here. Like even moving here from Alberta, like, yeah, people go out, go out and go hard really, really late into the night. Whereas here, everyone's like, ooh, yawn, 10 o'clock. I gotta go for a hike in the morning. Bye, guys. Like that really doesn't happen. Speaking of which, it's quarter to eight. We got to wrap this up. So I'm (laughs) exhausted. (laughs) I gotta go to yoga in a bit, you guys. Yeah. You know, hot yoga. I gotta get my all the hot yoga. Yes. My overnight oats prepped. 
Oh yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Thank I totally you. know people like that. Yeah. But it's funny cause it's, it, I'm, you know, I'm a local Victorian. Born and raised. You know, yeah. Pretty much. You know, I've been here all my life for the most part. So it's more, you know, more often than not like imports, like you guys are mm-hmm. like the norm here. Imports. Imports. Yeah. yeah like all the, all the local Victorians, like the people I grew up with, everyone's like, I gotta get off this rock. I gotta go. I gotta mm-hmm. go. It's too slow. It's too slow. Mm. I wanted the busy Vancouver life on Toronto and all that stuff. I'm like, no, this is great. Okay, have yeah. fun. I went to Vancouver for a couple of years and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's too much. Well, it's too all- much in what sense? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because, I don't know. I was so used to growing up here in Victoria where it's like, like a little more laid back and, you know, it doesn't take three hours to get across the city and um, those authentic, you know, interactions the micro interactions that you get at you know the grocery store or wherever i'm used to that and so going to you know vancouver and now everything seems like you don't have that genuine interaction with anybody you're like okay i guess this is what here's your change get up yeah yeah next the the hustle and bustle of living in an urban life but i get you know it works for a lot of people and I, I can see the the joy of it. I'm also, you know, 26 going on 73. So it's, I, I <laughs> Vancouver's probably not for me. You know, Grandpa at Mitch. 19, I was like, you guys, it's eight o'clock. We should be in bed. That's fair. Yeah. Golden Girls or something. <laughs> I won't start singing. I almost really. No, don't, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Copyright. But It's funny though, talking about sort of the imports, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, when you meet people and the people that are the friendliest to you, I found, usually you can find out pretty quickly, it's like, you didn't grow up here, did you? And they're like, no, oh my God, I'm from Toronto. You're so friendly. It's so nice to talk to you. Like I find like the local, no offense to the locals, especially Watch one it. being here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, there's kind of this no new friends attitude sometimes. I find like I my, myself, I have a hard time meeting meeting people that have been born and raised here. Usually, yeah, everyone that you meet here is from somewhere else, and they're like, "I'm just trying to find friends. Can you please be my friend?" That's mm-hmm. how I found it, sort of. In well, being here for about two years, I think it's just kind of like human nature, where it's just natural to stick to what you know, the who you know, the where you know. Yeah, you know. So if you grew up somewhere like Victoria or wherever Vancouver, um, you have the safety blanket, you have the safety net of your high school friends or your college friends or whatever. So you don't feel like you need to, you know, explore or expand those, those, you know, networks. But if you're new somewhere, you, you probably both have felt this way where like, I need, I'm alone here. I, I know nobody. I need to, you know, put myself out there. Totally. Right. It's yeah. hard. That's not easy. Totally. Like how many friends did you have when you moved here? Two. Two friends who were very busy with their yoga life. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the hot yoga (laughs) reference. Yes. Yeah. And so how how did you, because you're obviously, you seem like a very popular person. You seem like you've got lots of connections. (laughs) I think just working, finally, like landing a job, which was really good. And then um, I started taking photos for the Eves of Destruction roller derby. And since, um, since that, they've all like, friend groups have all branched out and everything. But the first, I would say, eight months I was here, I was very alone and it was really tough to meet new people without being like super creeper or super needy. Like I'm kind of maybe in the middle of there somewhere and I don't really know how to how to be oh, around new people. It's like dating. Like, like Tinder for friends. But that's, uh, that doesn't exist, I don't think. But it, does it? Of, it should though. It kind of does. In does a, it? it does in a way, I think. Like you could kind of trick 
Tinder, depending on what you're doing, like you could set it for, well, like for me, so as a heterosexual woman, like I have it set to guys, but I could change it to girls and I could just say like, just looking for friends and maybe find something like that. Maybe. But then the lesbians would pounce on you. I was going to say, for yeah, sure. that sounds like a, like a bold choice. <laughs> oh, that sounds I mean, like, you do you, you do whatever you I'm like. just but. trying new things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to meet new people. Yeah, please put your vagina out of my face. Like, I, no, thank you. I'm not hungry for that right now. You want to go to tacos instead? Oh, wait, no, no, Different no, kind no, of tacos. No, no, oh my God. Uh, I mean, yes, fair. you could do that. Yeah, you know, maybe you this should, is why I, as a social experiment, I want to know what happens to you. That should be, that's a, that's a future episode. Oh God, yeah. Bailey goes. Maybe. I could trick them into coming for the podcast, maybe. I could be like, do you want to just like come over to my house and hang out? And then wait, like, is that what this is? Here's, here's, a, here's a microphone. Yeah, and then you just pop out of the closet like, hi, <laughs> hi, are you recording? Hey, here, tell me intimate stories about your life. How did, <laughs> how did you get here? I swear that's not what's happening to you right now. Amy. Or is it? Or this is, is all a ruse. One big ruse. <laughs> so do you want to go for drinks later maybe? If they includes tacos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my cue, I guess. I gotta go. Oh, oh man. man. But it, yeah, if it's yeah, trying to make friends is a lot like just dating in general. It's it's yeah, putting yourself out there, trying to make plans with people, seeing what happens. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. And especially when you don't get it reciprocated, I think it's almost harder than dating. Something about that I think hurts a little bit more. I don't know why. No, it's true. And I, and I think again that's why someone like me and I I'm guilty of it of sticking to my you know, close knit friend group because it's easier, right? Like it's, it's scary to put yourself out there into new situations and trying to meet new people. And that's kind of what the, like this podcast is, is like a stretch for me. Not because, you know, complete strangers. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No, but like, it's, it's like, it's, it's a stretch to, to, you know, purposely put yourself out there regardless if you're, you know, what your situation is to try and meet new people on purpose. It's great. I like it. I just found, um, yeah, like getting to know someone's sense of humor and how easily you can offend someone and you don't want to do that. So it's, I don't know, very. I wanted to just hand make a little questionnaire and just like slide that across the coffee table and be like, hey, just let me know right off the bat if we're going to be compatible as friends. I promise it's only as friends. <laughs> but that's, that's what we should do. That, that worked in like grade seven, right? Like yeah. where you would like pass notes like, do you like me? Yes or no. Right. Yes. Like, let's bring that back. I'm on board. Or, you know, like, did you ever do in, like, um, like middle school or high school, um, the crush, like, it was usually around, like, Valentine's Day, where it was, like, the personality thing, and you would check it all off, and you would hand it in for, like, a dollar. Oh, no. And that, That's what? a real thing. What? They oh did God. that on 13 Reasons Why, and I was watching, and I was like, the fuck? Is this oh an God. actual thing you make people do to each other? This seems awful. It was, well, it was, <laughs> it was, like, a weird experiment. There's some know. algorithm, but it's literally just random. And you just like fill out this questionnaire and then you would hand it in and then they would give really? you the results and be like, your soulmate is Bailey. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, and then they would get you. And then it'd be like, oh, my God. It's like oh, the, man. It's like an old school version of Tinder. But if they had that for friends, I'd be fully on board. Oh, man. I don't know. That just gave me so much anxiety. I don't know. What what oh, God. Yeah. And you, you add that into like like hormones of middle schoolers. Yeah, like it's no. not pretty. It, it's but what like happens now? if they don't like you, though? You get rejected, and then you just live in your room forever, and you collect weird things, and you have no friends forever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> got too too real. <laughs> that was my high school experience. Flashbacks. Oh, Ugh. gosh. Yeah, no, no, I went to a very weird school. I went to, like, a Christian high school, so they would have never promoted any of that nonsense. They would have been like, no, hormones are bad. Being attracted to people is bad. 
You're just going to get married and that's it. You do not touch anybody. Don't think about things. Don't you dare want to do anything with anything sort of sexual. Feelings are bad. But Feelings what if it was like, bad. This, like the Bible friend club? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? Where you're just like, I just need a friend to read passages the with. The Bible friend club tonight at nine. <laughs> yeah. Find out if Mitch likes you. Yeah, yeah, it'll take off. It could, wanna, it could be a thing. Yeah, no, that was the thing of like dating, like dating being a religious person did not happen. So yeah, I was raised in a very like strict Christian household. I'm not into that anymore, but I was raised like that. And uh, trying to date just did not happen. You're not allowed to date pretty much like because it's like the only person you are going to ever date is the person you are going to marry. Or so, Jesus. Right? Yeah, that was an option too. <laughs> but yeah, so it put all of this pressure on dating. He's a babe. Yeah, he's like hipster. Oh, oh, Absolutely, that long hair? I, I see him walking down the street Abs. all the time. <laughs> I mean, he was the original man bun. Totally, but yeah, no, it was always there was so much pressure when it came to that, and yeah, dating was not sort of allowed. It was like you would do things like that. You'd be like, "Do you want to hang out and read the Bible together?" Or after church, would you like to go for brunch or something? But it's not a date. It's not a date. For the love of God, it's not a date because <laughs> that away. is sinful. That is wrong, and you will go to hell. It's so confusing. Oh, that's why I kind of got out of it. It just made no sense. <laughs> what was your What was your high school experience? I was uh, homeschooled for high school, ah. so oh. my experience was with no other children my age, no other people my age, which was kind of cool. But also, I think that um, I've missed out on like a lot of social contacts and stuff. So sometimes yeah. um, I think one like one thing, and then I find out that that's like the social cues. Um, something I'm actually learning now as an adult and it's so fucking hard. Really? Like yeah. when someone texts you something and I'm trying to read like what they actually mean and what the punctuation is. I actually have oh my God. girlfriend help me a lot with that. I'm like, does this mean this? And she's like, nope, you're way off. That's not, I'm like, why can't people just say what they mean? Come on, people, you're making this so hard. Well, texting in general is just complicated for that reason. Like they've actually created an app that you put your conversations in there with say someone that you're romantically interested in or whatever. And then these experts tell you how you're supposed to interpret all of this because it's so easy to lose context with tech, with text messages. Like I'm always like, you are always on that cusp of someone either being okay or upset with you or something. You just never know. Just throw so in the just, poop emoji and let yeah, it ride. Pretty much. You just put it in like, want to go for tacos. And then the experts is like, <gasps> Tacos or tacos? tacos. Who are the experts? Yeah. How do you, right? get, How that do you job? get that job? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I would ruin so many lives. Yeah, just judging text messages. <laughs> right? all day. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's exactly like, like he likes you. Ru- just kidding. He doesn't like her at all. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. No, it would be. That's mean. There's so much power in that. There it is. That's yeah. like evil. That With great power comes great responsibility. So do you think, sure. do you think the, uh, the like, miss social cues? play back you know now trying to like meet new people and like obviously that's becomes totally. a challenge totally i was trying to when i moved here meet meet some people and hang out and then i guess i was putting out the let's get this on vibe and that was not what i was doing at all and then th- there was like a big thing and we couldn't talk and now we're friends which is cool it's happened a few times to me just like Oops. Or I'm like really flirty and i don't know that could be a thing too <laughs> yeah but just knowing um I don't know. I was always like awkward anyways in school. So just missing out on kids my age. But also I think every high school was like a movie. It was like Mean Girls or The Breakfast Club. I don't think that's fully true. Um, I don't know. Was it? Is it like that? No. no. Man. Like I mean, we have very different. You and I have very different yeah, experiences. No. But my high school was like so 
like so boring. Like it was so boring. And maybe it'd be just because I'm boring. I'm not sure. Maybe I just wasn't involved in the excitement, but like there wasn't any like big scandals. There wasn't, you know, anything crazy happening. Like crazy house parties all the time or, you know, like the popular girl click going by and things like that. Like, no, it was, I don't know. Like, yeah, I was pretty antisocial in high school. Like I had like a couple close friends, but I really just like was I was at that point always that I just wanted to leave. I was just like, am I done yet? Can I get out of here? Y'all are dumb. Like I was so over high school. I just wanted to get to like, into it. like the theater. Like if that's not a cliche. I'm not sure what it is, but I was like, let's get to the theater. <laughs> I was like, let's just do math or whatever. Let's just get it over with. But yeah, I mean, the, the biggest scandal that happened in our, in our high school, I think it was like grade 10 11 we were at you know like i think it was a much video dance you know remember those parties you had one of those oh hell yeah oh hell yeah so um but of course they would be playing i don't know i can't think of a single 2000 something rap song they'd be playing soldier boy or something like that you know but like they have like the saucy like (laughs) music videos that they would show but then it would get like edited and there'd be uh, an animated something to like fill the gap and then oh. come back because it'd be like oop a side boob oop, oop and, yeah, just kidding <laughs> now it's a teddy bear it was very confusing <laughs> it was a very confusing time for a lot of people uh. but at this dance there was like this rumor that this like the power couple of the school Ooh. they had sex in the stairwell <gasps> Whoa. and he, he came in his hand <laughs> wait <laughs> they then proceed to go back to the gymnasium and wipe it on a grade nine. <laughs> oh my god! No one knows if it's can, true. Like, can you get pregnant that way? I think you can. Whoa. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Bottle that was the, the biggest scandal. And to this day, I still don't know if it's true. If anyone knows, Scramble High School. Yeah. Let me know. Two thousand seven. Well, yeah, Cumgate twenty seventeen. <laughs> is that what you would call? <laughs> <laughs> So the jizzing. Oh. No. I'm really glad I was homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's Thank you. Those are the experiences you missed out on. So yeah. mean mean kids being dickheads. Yeah. Rubbing total dickheads. jizz on people. Yeah. So cool. that is I'm sure sexual assault. Don't don't do it anyone if you're listening. Just don't do oh it. Oh my god. But that's that's my high school. And it wasn't me cuz I'm not popular and I wasn't Great night at the You're time. not disgusting? No, I'm not. Well, yeah, no, not in that sense, at least. Oh at least use a towel. Right. I mean, if you're going to... A like, sock. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, know. you're in a high school stairwell. Like, really? I could think... Ugh. ugh. Anyway, I digress. That is a great story, though. Like, you're that welcome. would make it onto... Like, that would be in one of those high school movies. Like, actually, Oh, for sure. Save that for your memoir or something. Ugh. I need to do some more things to fill up a memoir. Right now, it's just like, <laughs> eat donuts. <laughs> I would I would read that. Well, we Day can work one. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the, chapter seven is a glazed donut. <laughs> it was lovely. It was fresh. It was still warm from the oven. So funny. You can you tell. make your own donuts. Oh, I can. You better believe I can. Mm. I don't. Oh yeah, I got a muff. I got a donut pan. Really? No big deal. I did not know this about you. I have just so much more respect for you as a person now that you have a donut pan. We can have a donut party. It's a thing. Well, it'll be a thing. I'll make it a thing. <laughs> True story. I had a deep fry party once. And then by party, it was just me and one person. <laughs> That's a party. You're yeah. deep frying things? Yeah, we just put like a big thing of oil on, on the stove and we just got a whole bunch of shit and just threw it in there. Did, you, just, did you burn yourself at all? Because I've wanted, been wanting to do that and make my own chips. You know, it, it is a dangerous <laughs> sport, if you w- would call it that. Um, I did like, like the stomach wasn't great, but it was worth it. Deep Wait. fried Oreos and stuff. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What kind of, did you do anything weird at all? 
I don't remember. Like, it was, was it like, just, like, decadent stuff that you did? I'm, like, high fructose corn syrup up to, like, here, so uh, I don't really know. It doesn't, memory doesn't really okay. retain. Okay. But. Because this is a weird thing that I would want to try and deep fry one day. I think this is fascinating. Deep fried tarantulas. What? I would be totally down to try. It's a thing in, like, um, in Cambodia, I'm pretty sure, or Vietnam. It's, like, a street food there. Like Are you they go battered? There, yeah, yeah, they bad. It's like it looks like a tarantula. Like it, it there's no the allusion appet- to it when it's yeah. on a stick. You're like, that is a spider on a stick. Why is it deep fried? The most appetizing of the insects, or a, they're an insect, right? Am I going to sound stupid? Yeah, okay, arachnid. arachnid, arachnid, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone's going to send a comment being like, well, actually, <laughs> if we're going to get into <laughs> it, ooh. Yeah, be but yeah, good. I don't know. I that is on my bucket list to try eating bugs one day because people say that is the protein of the future. So I kind of want to. Do get people on board. say that? I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard yeah. it about crickets. Crickets. Crick- yeah. Crickets. Yes, I actually and mealworms. Ooh. I had crickets <gasps> like a couple of weeks ago. Really? I went to um, Butterfly Gardens, and oh, okay. they sell like salt and vinegar crickets in a box, and I tried one. They just taste like crunchy. Well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. What? I'm getting some crickets. <laughs> what? That place was terrifying. I was getting hit in the head with so many butterflies. The macaw oh. yelled at me, and I. <laughs> I had a heart like my heart was racing. Yeah, if that. people don't know, so in Victoria, one of the the tourist attractions is this place called Butterfly Gardens, mm-hmm. where you literally just kind of like stand in. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been there, but it's kind of like a big greenhouse almost. It was warm. Yeah, super yeah. warm, so they don't die, and then you just stand and these butterflies just like ram into you. Yeah, <laughs> like, so just like. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> and at some point, so somebody des- somebody decided that butterflies are like the sexy insect, right? Okay. Like. Don't you like? Would you go into a spider garden? <laughs> like, would you go into like? If it's not deep fried, I don't want anything to fly, do with it. <laughs> fruit fly garden, like no, it's like butterflies are. They're pretty. Even moths aren't really allowed there. No it's discrimination, really. No, moths are ugly, but yeah, no, because it's totally sorry, moths. Whoa, <laughs> sorry, <don't laughs> I'm sorry, moth lives do matter. Thank they you. do matter, Thank you. but they're not gonna make it on my Instagram feed because <laughs> yeah. you know that's not cute and that's not gonna get me a bunch of likes. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a terrifying place. I don't. I remember as a child going to Butterfly Gardens and being like, "Why? Why is this a thing? Why are we just hanging out in this this hellhole of pretty <laughs> weird insects climbing on over me?" I don't know. Well, it's like why would you? Why do we put any sort of animal or thing in captivity? It's because you wouldn't encounter it regularly, but it's just for your entertainment. entertainment. Good point. Like I'm kind of against zoos, but. Yeah. The Butterfly Gardens was essentially a butterfly zoo. zoo it is. And then I ate some crickets. <gasps> ah. <laughs> what is your life? Oh my God. Who you, am I? Do you find that now that like parts of your childhood are ruined? Because 100%. Because you're aware of it? Like I loved Blackfish. Oh, I haven't mm. seen that, but I feel like it would just make me cry. But yeah, like animals in captivity. As a kid, you think it's so magical because you're seeing this thing that you would not regularly see. You're like, wow, a tiger? Of course I wouldn't see it because if I saw it in nature, it would eat me. But then in the, in, as an adult, you go and you're like, Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's not supposed to be here. You should be out roaming things and killing stuff. Be free. <laughs> be, free. be free. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. I'm trying to think of other things like that. From your childhood that yeah. have been ruined as an sea adult? SeaWorld. I, sea I spent a lot of, t- like I grew up partially in Florida. So oh. when I was like 13 to 19, I lived in Florida and SeaWorld was super rad and the dolphins. And then I watched Blackfish and started learning. I went down this like rabbit hole and super bummer now and I, and I realized like we went there as a kid and I thought that was amazing but looking back on it um 
you know, they're like changing the laws right now where they're not letting, they're not like, SeaWorld's not breeding um, orcas anymore. Yeah, they and finished stuff. that program. Yeah. Yeah, and even uh, at the Vancouver Aquarium, they're not going to be able to have mm. certain species on display with like their belugas and things like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact name of it and I don't want to fuck it up. So it's, yeah, just they're not going to have animals on display. But they, like the Vancouver Aquarium is different because it is like rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. So that's still happening, but you're not going to see. Yeah, and I'm all for that. Like- Help if, them if, out. If yeah, zoos absolutely. are transitioned to be like, you know, a rehab facility to, for to like rehabilitate animals yeah. and then with the goal of releasing them back. But I don't know what the success rate is on these things. I'm not a professional because I also would hate to see a captive whale be immediately killed yeah. in the wild. Like, goodbye, free willy. Oh, uh. no. Uh, look away, children. <laughs> Avert your eyes. No. Just be free no, willy. No, no, it just. Yeah, I think I just well, ruined free, free willy. Free willy, That's, yeah, that actually yeah. did because I loved free willy as a kid. I always thought the harmonica was the coolest instrument because of that movie. I was just like, oh, my, how wrong you are. <laughs> no, I know that now. There's another. <laughs> as a small child, you're like, it sounds really, really cool. I don't know. Did your parents get you one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I, I, I sent some resentment. No, man, it was just piano and clarinet lessons for this girl. Oof. Yeah. Or the recorder. The recorder was a terrible, terrible instrument. Hot cross we... buns. Oh, I know how to play hot cross <laughs> buns on the yeah, recorder. Marietta Little Lamb, all that stuff. All the hits. All the hits. We could get the licensing for that, couldn't we? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. At this point, we're really low budget. I'm uh, not sure we can. I don't know. I think I have a recorder kicking around somewhere, maybe. Well, have you ever... find it next episode. <laughs> recorder solo. <laughs> have you ever heard a recorder like in a band that you like ever? No. Like maybe that other than change. just being in school, I don't think I've ever heard like I think the recorder is- solo in this great <laughs> jazz song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's kind of the point of it is it's just kind of meant to be like a, a gateway instrument to get kids <laughs> get them hooked on music. <laughs> oh yes. my god. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. You know, you start there and who knows, maybe one day you become like Yo-Yo Ma or something like that. (gasps) How terrible. You'll be itching for the fiddle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah. So what other, what other things? Let's get, let's get back to, to knowing you. What other things do you, do you do? You're, you're a piercer. You're you're homeschooled. You're, what what else do we need to? Homeschooled weirdo. That's a thing. Lots of people say that homeschooled kids are weirdos. That's true. Okay. So my sister has three kids and she's talked about wanting to homeschool them because kids are cruel and they wipe jizz on each other. (laughs) Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Amos just took a silver Uh, that was great i'm really proud of you that you didn't spit that everywhere that took a lot of self-control it was tough but yeah my sister has mentioned wanting to homeschool her kids and i'm like please don't do that they're gonna end up so incredibly weird just hard to i think if you're gonna homeschool your kids that's awesome but uh, maybe do some things for socialization like you would take your dog to doggy daycare or dallas road do the same thing with the kids so they don't think that high school is like mean girls and breakfast club that's yeah. <laughs> basically it but the also thing like if i were to have you know have kids and have the idea of homeschooling like i don't know anything i know jack shit and you're trusting i'm trusting myself to oh, yeah. t- no way no hard pass yeah all you would know is like random pop trivia from 2007 <laughs> and like what <laughs> snacks go together like that that's the extent of my knowledge that i could you yeah. know instill on future generations yeah i feel like the school of mitch would have a uh, deep frying 101 you definitely oh, have to have that that's our curriculum. cooking that's that's home ec, <laughs> home ec. okay just like, it's just a deep fry, fry party <laughs> and, and know how to put out a grease fire that's like the, that's all i can teach you 
That is a good skill to have, though. I guess. I guess you don't so. add water to it, right? Do not add water. That is a no-no. <laughs> I learned that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So what else? What else to be? Um, I'm also a photographer. Yeah. So that's fun. That's, that is fun. So Hide photo- behind the lens. Yeah. So you do Awkward. roller derby mm-hmm. photography. How did What got you into that? Or how does that compare to other photography you've done? Um, roller derby is awesome. It's a super fun sport. Um, and I like watching everyone play and... Like there's a really, they're a really great group of people and they're like camaraderie is is super cool. And so I didn't have any friends and I met these people because I was wanting to do um, a series of photos on people who are modified. So piercings, tattoos or um, fake limbs or whatever body modification would mean. And then I sat with these people who were pretty tattooed and they told me um, they were looking for a derby photographer. So I went to the first game and I'd never seen derby before and I had no idea what they were doing. I thought it was just like these clumps of people sort of smashing into each (laughs) other, but not really on roller skates. Um, And then I shot for them last season and I learned so much and and I'm shooting for them again this season. And I actually got a media um, accreditation to go to RollerCon in Vegas, which is roller derby convention. And it's like five days, almost 24 hours of derby stuff so so overwhelming so you're going (laughs) i'm going cool yeah i'm um end of july (gasps) so soon okay but have they given you like your your roller derby name did did you get like an honorary name i don't have a derby name but derby names are pretty cool they're so cool this this one from the last bout um she was on the opposing team her derby name was smash smashly madison i thought that was good on so many levels amazing i don't know what my derby name would be though I feel like it's similar to drag names. Yeah. Totally. That you could kind of figure it out. I mean, out it's, it's heavy on the puns for sure. Heavy on the puns. Yeah. Or you could use like, yeah, or just like the reference. What is it they say for your drag name? It's like the street you grew up on and your first pet or something. I thought that was stripper. I name. feel like that's everything. It's literally everything. Literally everything. Maybe that's it's the name of my name. future child. It's just my you know, <laughs> street I grew up on and Which the color be, underwear I'm wearing. What would that be? Um, uh, what, uh, uh, Dorval. And if we're going with the underwear, black. So doorbell Stripper. black, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, welcome to the stage. <laughs> I would black. I would throw some ones at doorbell. Right? right? Mm. Yeah. My, so, yeah. There's my, not a lot of strip clubs in Victoria, though. Right? Okay. There's okay. one. That's it? Yeah, I think so. Well, so quick story for you. Um, me and a friend, mutual friend, we, <laughs> we were trying to court these new people into being our friends because they were, seemed really cool. Um, and we're like, we, we just kind of want to be friends with you. So we finally, after like weeks of like kind of knowing them casually through work, um, we're like, let's, let's go out. So we end up going out to, to this little cafe downtown and we're having some drinks. And all we can hear while we're sitting at this like open mic, kind of like casual setting is like thumping music. And uh, we're like, okay, let's leave this kind of like um, really mellow place and go investigate what that loud music is turns out it was a grand opening of a second strip club in town called velvet and uh there was no one there on their grand (laughs) opening and we went up it had like the most lazy like like lazy strippers I'm like, you guys, come on. <laughs> like what, were they like, in their sweatpants and Uggs? Or they, what? they were like, literally were they just like, there was no a pole, pole and they were literally just like casually walking around. I swear they were like on their Instagram. They're like, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll undo a button. Okay. <laughs> and they Bored. last, I think, a week. So that's how I went to an accidental strip club with strangers. Ta-da. <laughs> New story. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
but that's a good place to take someone when you're just getting to know them. Well, that- talk about like learning somebody's like um, their sense of humor, right? Like totally. how they respond to going to an accidental strip club. You know, are you- I'd like to play "Would You Rather" with people when I'm first meeting them, and then that really levels the playing field. Do you have one loaded? Can you ask us a "Would You Rather"? Okay. Um, oh would you rather get eat? This is gross. Okay. No, do it. 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 Yes. Would you rather get eaten alive to your death by a pack of wild dogs, or fucked to death by a giraffe? Whoa! Oh there is so God. many layers to that. Okay, eaten I, I alive or fucked to death? Um, so but the, a giraffe, not yeah, just a giraffe. Anyone. Yeah. No. Okay. So majestic. Creature, yeah. beautiful, beautiful giraffe. I don't know what the anatomy of a giraffe like. That sounds painful. It's bigger than I imagine. Be bigger than like a horse penis, and horse penis imagine. is massive. And people have died in pornos by from getting fucked by horses. Whoa, that is a thing. I remember I saw Joe Rogan once uh, do some stand up, and he did an entire joke about someone getting fucked to death by a horse, and it was horrifying, but hilarious. It's one of the things you're just like. <laughs> so what you're telling me you laugh be, and then you cry. I could be part of like a a really like good joke by like a, a comedian totally go, or being okay. or being a okay. porno okay there's things about it honestly yeah my immediate my thing i would go for is probably to be fucked by the giraffe because it would be faster like being eaten by the dogs i think would take a lot longer especially if they didn't go for the jugular at first totally and they're just laying there and they're just munching yeah, away exactly whereas like yeah i feel like the giraffe it could be like one good pump and you could be dead and like when's the last time you <laughs> saw a giraffe how cool would that be that'd be a great thing to put on your gravestone she sure. died doing what she loved <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sure i mean no judge no judge yeah i mean like i i, I get where you're coming from um, I just want a quick and painless death. <laughs> I don't know if either uh, of these. Yeah, but I feel like like a pack of dogs. It'd be, I don't know. It'd be like kind of cute at the beginning. You'd be like, oh, look at this pack of cute dogs. Oh, that's so nice. And then like slowly become vicious. But like if it was like you know, ninety percent of them were just like kind of being cute, and one was just kind of like nibbling. And you're like, hmm, all right. And then I don't know. It'd be long and drawn out, but I feel like there'd be moments of cuteness amongst the horror. I don't know. Uh, long and drawn out for sure yeah (laughs) i'm dying slowly but it's so cute but my anus is intact i don't know (laughs) there's a perk yeah you know you're eviscerated because i think like they like they go for your internal organs first don't they oh do they i think so like any movie i've seen of like a person being eaten by dogs or like a pack of wolves or Mm -hmm. something it's usually like they're like your internal organs that they go for first i wonder why because there might be donuts in there that's the thing I think that was just a, a, a choice. I don't, I don't know. That'd be interesting. We'll have to Google that later. I think it's because, yeah, I don't know. The blood's still pumping. Your organs are nice and warm, probably. Oof. I don't know. Because whereas you're dead, well, then the rigor mortis starts setting in. Rigor mortis. <laughs> yes. Rigor mortis. Yeah, that's the thing. And then your body gets stiff and then meat doesn't taste as good. It's the same thing when cows, when they get slaughtered and if they're like that whole Kobe beef thing of them being like relaxed and whatever and the hormones it releases. You guys are mm. looking at me like crazy right now. <laughs> I didn't you're know that was a of, thing. Yeah, there's a wealth of knowledge you're, you're spewing. So I'll be more delicious if I'm relaxed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's makes the sense, thing I guess. With, with the Kobe. So if you're fucked to death by a giraffe, you'll taste better for the dogs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> like the dogs would be like, mm. Depends on if you're into it. Yeah, well, she, uh, <laughs> she seemed pretty into it. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, well, that's why it mom. took me eight months to make friends. No, I, that works for me. That works. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's instant friendship right there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because that tells you a lot about somebody. It really does. Or maybe too much. I don't know. I don't know how I feel now. I feel uncomfortable. I can't look at you in the <laughs> eye right now. That's what I can tell you. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. I think Bailey said, um, she, she was giving me like a lowdown of like a little bit of what she, the tidbits she knew about you. She said, you do mm. drag? Is this? Mm-hmm. I do. Go on. Um, so my drag name is Shameless Amos. And Amazing. I started in Vancouver doing drag for Man Up, which is a monthly event at the Cobalt. Um, and then I started um, doing shows with um, Isolde and Baron and Peach Cobla, who run um, a bunch of shows in, in East Vancouver. Um, the Gay Agenda, they did some electric circus for a while. Um, there's a hip hop show as well. And then um, I started doing it over here. So I've performed a few times in, uh, in Victoria. Nice. And my kind of drag that I do is I like to um, be, I like to strip pretty much. So I usually get down to like my underwear and my binder. Um, and then I like to have some sort of um, like gimmicky, gory kind of thing that I do. So Amazing. Like what? <laughs> um, I'm so intrigued. <laughs> I did a number a few years ago. I did, you know, Rock DJ by Robbie Williams. Uh, it's kind of a cheesy song okay. and he's just being like a dude bro dancing in the music video and there's these women skating around him and he's trying to get their attention he's like oh look how sexy I am and then ends up taking his clothes off and then his skin he starts peeling his skin off and like his muscles and he's throwing them at them and they're like grabbing now they're finally into him oh. until he's just like a skeleton oh, okay so I did that number on stage and I had my friend Deb um, she's a, a like a makeup effects artist and she made me like little muscles for my thighs and like my six pack and like my butt cheeks oh, with like wow. skin over top so I was stripping and I had a drag queen walking around on stage and like throwing my parts at them and then I remember for the butt cheek part, I was supposed to rip them off and like throw them at her, but I ended up just right behind me into the crowd. I don't know where my butt cheeks went. These bloody, I imagine it was like, right? And, and just then hit a girl. like never washed just, their face. I don't again. know. Like, yeah. um, so I like to do like boundary pushing, stuff like that. Like That's sort amazing. of, you know, it might need a trigger warning if you're going to introduce me on stage just because um, it's more like um, like performance art, I would say. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I want to see that. That's so cool. So, what, yeah, wow. What was it like your first time getting into drag? What was that experience like? Um, it was it was pretty nerve wracking because um, I wanted to, I, I was a part of a Beastie Boys number with my friends, so they needed a third person. And it was just supposed to be like for the one number. We like popped out of boxes and lip synced to girls. Um, but I really started to enjoy it. I liked the whole aspect of gender bending and um, learning like how, you know, gender's on a spectrum and you don't necessarily have to be what you were born as and all this kind of stuff um so i i really got into it and it's fun and you get to become like a character for me anyways i know it's not like that for everyone but for me i get to do a song that i've always wanted to do and like sort of be a rock star for a few minutes and then maybe be gross at the same time so but tasteful (laughs) tastefully gross that's like the perfect like combination is tastefully gross. That's great. That's also another band name. Your your memoir. (laughs) A Mitch story. I would read that. That's awesome. That's amazing. So what do you think of like, because I've been to some drag shows here and, you know, but not very much. Like, what do you think of the scene compared to Victoria and Vancouver? Vancouver, there's definitely a lot more going on. Um, You could go to a drag show every single night Mm. in Vancouver, which is awesome. And there's like um, the East Van drag queens, then there's the West End drag, and it's sort of like these separate things, but also still together. Um, And I think here, 
I know that drag kings are up and coming more. There's more drag kings happening. Um, there's a show put on called King Fling, which is all just drag, all drag kings. And there's been two, two King Flings. And there's another one coming up. And I think it's in August. I'm not for sure. That's awesome. But the theme is kinky. So. Oh, we've got plans in, in August. Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's but awesome. It, yeah. I mean, again, that's one of the things you, you know, culture wise, most people know drag queens, but drag kings is like a, know not that crazy right like there's no. there's lots of them you know lots of drag king performers out there but just don't have the same mm-hmm. i don't know Are following the, i'm not sure like it's not as well or maybe not as common or maybe just not i just think there, it's not as um it's definitely not as popular like shows like like rupaul's drag race has definitely made drag like on another level right now it's it's amazing and i see um with my involvement um with the drag community here i see a lot more people wanting to put some, makeup on a wig on or like wanting to learn how to like bind and pack and what that sort of entails. So it's pretty cool that I think it's definitely becoming more, there's just more of it, which is great. Yeah. Well, I think it's just cool that that more people are feeling like comfortable or willing to just like, just do whatever they want. Right. Mm -hmm. Like whether that be drag, whether that be, you know, whatever kind of self-expression they want. I just, I think Victoria is a pretty safe spot in my opinion or my experience at least. People um, are pretty open. To to try new things and, you know, I don't know. Again, this is coming from a rather vanilla person, so I don't know. <laughs> Are there any stereotypes that you do have to deal with when it comes to doing drag? Because a lot of people, when it comes to stereotypes of drag queens, it's like, oh, you're just a boy that wants to be a girl and blah, blah, blah. Or you're trans or anything like that. Have you dealt with any sort of stereotypes or stigmas uh, with that? Um, not, not me personally that I can think of. Usually those kind of people don't come to those kind of events because, you know, they will just be assholes and that's awesome that they don't come out. But um, <laughs> like people have asked me questions like, why do you do drag and what do you get out of it? And so it's always fun to, um, sometimes I just do it cause it's fun and I get to be ridiculous on stage and strip and that's kind of awesome. But it's kind of interesting because like Amos, me in this body now, I would never get on stage and lip sync or do karaoke really or strip. But Amos in their like drag character as a dude fully would, like so it's weird it's like a split personality almost yeah. for me that is so cool it is cool do you th- do you ever find yourself bringing like the drag king version of you into your day-to-day yeah, do i don't you, know or do you think it's kind of like that's i think i keep it mm. separate for sure i think so because i'm pretty androgynous just to begin with um but like drag king is that all contour my face make facial hair Put a fake dick in my pants, um, a little packer, and like bind and stuff. Binding hurts. Having your yeah. tits strapped back, like yeah. it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. I feel that it's would a, be the really same with like tucking, tucking right? Yeah. Totally. Like, that can't feel go? good. Where does it go? I know it goes up, but like, yeah. and then you just put some tape over <sighs> there, and then you can't pee like for the rest of the night. Which would I be my one of my friends again? Anytime, like. Like nervous peas, like that's a thing. Oh, for sure. Just what go if, inside of yourself. Oh my god, where does it? <laughs> to be, oh. Where does it go? <laughs> Just oh, it gets reabsorbed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I don't know. That seems like a pretty great place to end off. Yeah, I think yeah, we we've have, been talking a lot. We have covered a lot of ground. There is a lot of things that we've found out about each other today. And hopefully it's just a start. <laughs> hopefully we'll, yeah. we'll continue to get to know each other. Absolutely. It was so great. Thank you for yeah. being our first stranger on the show. I'm the first stranger. Yeah. Yay. First one. You broke new ground. You took our stranger virginity in a way. <laughs> Thank you for being gentle. You're welcome. Lube is always important. It is. You always have time for lube. 
<laughs> make time. Make Absolutely. time. Well, before before like we you know finish up, we want to make sure like if you have something you want to promote or talk about, or you know you, you if there's something you wanted to say that you haven't said, you know if there's anything you want to get off your chest or promote, the floor is yours. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I would say don't be afraid to meet new people in your life because you never know if you're going to make someone's day or if someone really needs a friend because that was something that I struggled with when I moved here. And I think this podcast that you guys are doing is really, is really cool and you get to learn stuff about strangers and it's not that scary. I was terrified on my way over. <laughs> See, it's not so bad. That's awesome. Well, again, thanks for, yeah, for thank you. you know, coming along and sharing your soul. And uh, again, if you, general listener, want to be a part of the show, you can. Don't be a stranger. Absolutely. There are a few different ways you can reach out to us by sending us an email at seekingstrangers at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook page. We are on Twitter, Instagrams, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. You can reach out to us and just say, hey, I want to be on the show and we could do this. Yeah. And of course, you know, that shameless plug, make sure to you know subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcasts and, you know, click on the rate and the, the send us a review. Be nice. You know, that's how we get it. Spread the word of this whole thing, whatever this is. Yes, absolutely. I'm Bailey. I'm Mitch. I'm Amos. Bye. 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 Bye.